the snap, and the ball is free. It's picked up by Michigan State. Jalen wants Jackson, and he scores. This is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. NIL, which is short for Name, Image, and Podcast. And the watch this is thank you to NIL. On today's episode of Name Image Podcast, uh, we're here just to basically talk a lot of college college basketball. I don't know why else you'd be tuning in. It's March Madness, baby. Uh, we are through the first weekend. Tons of just wild games, as as expected. Uh, lots of just you know high profile matchups and some that you just wouldn't expect at all. But nonetheless, here to break it down with me today, as always, is Big Mike. Mike, yeah, buddy. Listen, we're back. Now, here's the deal. I, I'm one of those, like, I don't know what the what the word for it is, but, like, I'm, a, I'm already upset, like, looking back, like, damn, like, the first weekend's gone. Right. We still have half the tournament in front of us, more than half, I guess, if you break down, like, weekend by weekend, we still have two-thirds left, but there's just, you just can't, you can't simulate the drug that is the first weekend of college. Yeah. You a- just can't. Absolutely. Just because it's nonstop, and, like, don't get me wrong, obviously, like, the games theoretically get better right because these are the teams that have won and things like that but there's less games and they're kind of more spread out and it's just like a little bit more dramatic as as we continue going and moving forward but it's uh yeah no you you nailed it it's just that that for there's something about the magic of the first weekend is um is the beauty of it well and it was like the first the the thursday was like the actual technical saint patrick's day so like Dropped into Denver, right? Godwin got some lunch at like Buffalo Wild Wings to start. Like, it, not only is it March Madness, but it's fucking St. Pat. Like, just the overall, like, even if you're not necessarily like a basketball fan on that particular day, like, everybody likes St. Patrick's Day. It's like, it's like it, spring know. break time as well. Like, things are starting to warm up a little exactly. bit, exactly. Even though it dumped a fucking boatload of snow as soon as I touched down in Denver, God, I can't get rid of the goddamn snow and it's starting to drive me insane. But yeah. yes, it's. Spring break, like, right around the corner. Like, you actually had some spring training games on as well, like, for baseball. Again, not a baseball guy, but, like, when you start to see that, it's like you know, the, the birds are starting to chirp almost. Like, you're like, oh, okay. All right, we're almost there. But uh, it's just it's just the best. So, now, listen, that's behind us, Kyle. We, we can't get it back. So, we're moving on, you know, to bigger and better things. Like you said, hypothetically better games. But I don't know. You tell me. Yeah, we shall see. And so we can we can break this down a couple of ways. You know, I think everybody's absorbed a lot of like college basketball content. Right. So, right. you know, we, we can touch on a few games, you know, like I, I'm going back and I'm just kind of looking just at the first four. Right. Because, right. you know, the first four games in really the notable one from this right now is uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame's kind of, you know, they had they're on a run. Right. They haven't gotten knocked out yet. And uh, or have they? So I'm going off very, very <laughs> little sleep, as we know. You you had me thoroughly confused for a second because I was like, I could have swore they fucking lost. They did. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But like, OK, but they were that team kind of from that first four, though. They they made it out of the first weekend and then they took Texas Tech really down to the wire. That was a oh, really yeah. close game. Yeah. A lot of people weren't giving Notre Dame any chance at all. That That's where I was getting at. So they were right. kind of that first one of that the first four weekend to kind of make it through, and but it, it I will say that Alabama. that was I, exactly my point. I was going to say that was that was one of the blessing in disguise as far as finding like a, a bracket buster that we can all agree on. Notre Dame Rutgers, no matter how that game shook out, I had like I didn't even need to see it. I already just advanced that team to the next round against Alabama. Right. Not often you get that. Usually it's like you have to wait for like that that game to play out because you're like, if this team wins, like I could see this happening. If this team wins, like it's just a, it's a no go. Right. No, hundred percent. And and sorry to cut you off, but like mm-hmm. I was just gonna say, I think the best way to kind of approach this is probably from a storyline perspective. Like for you know, everyone loves to shit on the Big Ten, right? The Big Ten have they've been mm-hmm. here for a long time. They've been doing this, but the SEC laid the biggest egg. The oh, yeah. biggest egg and all the all season. Oh, they're the best conference. Look at this, this and that. SEC's back. Look at how we're you know we're changing the game. And then they just get shit on. They just get shit on. Constantly. It was yeah, and I, and I feel like that was a because I, I know like this was kind of like the first regular year we've had back since COVID. But like even into the COVID year, like I feel like the SEC was playing. Like I I think we'd be dumb to say that the sec isn't playing a higher level of basketball 
but I think we bought in too much to it. Like, I think we we overvaluated exactly how good SEC basketball is. And then, of course, it all came to fruition, like you just said, in the tournament. Alabama, not even being your highest seed, chokes and loses. Auburn being your highest seed, or one of the two highest seeds, chokes and loses. And then Kentucky, <laughs> when you lose the team with the fighting Peacocks, Kyle, I'm not sure you, you could bounce back. Maybe right. Kyle just packs it up and goes home. <laughs> Right, and yeah, St. Peter's, they, they are another storyline in this as well. But yeah, the SEC, I think it's one of those things where, you know, I think people got enamored by, oh, look at the talent, look at how fast and quick they play. And right. It's like, that's because they're, half the other teams in the SEC don't play defense, and they just don't know well, how, and there's, there's not good coaching. And it's called, listen, college basketball is like every 40, 50-year-old loveless marriage. Like, we, we're just looking desperately for, like, something new and exciting, and we thought SEC, like, it was this, you know, tight young little thing right. over there we're like yo man, look at this and then we get to like the big dance and it's like oh man we got bamboozled like these he, he teams all suck they're really good against each other but then come to find out they all just equally kind of are mediocre but but it is what it is arkansas holding it on for all of sec country but uh, yeah for the most part tremendous failure this this showing yeah absolutely yeah and we'll we'll get to the big 10 and, and, and you know like okay Rutgers, like they had a chance, you know, but like they were they were barely in type of thing. But just kind of analyzing that first weekend, um, for one, it was the best start to my bracket I've ever had. I was I was absolutely <laughs> I, I pretty much got it to a T outside of Iowa, who that was just what a collapse. I think it was yeah. Iowa. And then I had one other team. It's just like another toss up type type of scenario. But, yeah, really good start to the whole to the old bracket piece here. And then it's all kind of falling apart uh, <laughs> since, uh, you know, because because you, you can either go one of two ways. Like you got to kind of make some some risks in that. Oh, yeah. Again, um, you know, like I had Miami kind of making a deep run, which is correct so far. I had Kentucky getting knocked out early, like just random things like that. Right. But then you try to like I, I, I went I went for the heat check and you know, I had yeah. teams like obviously Michigan State advancing, things like that. I think I had Tennessee advancing as well. Um, yeah, let's, let's kind of move on to, I, I mean, I will say while we're on the, the bracket topic though, your boy's sitting tied, tied fourth amongst the name image pod bracket, which actually has like a hundred plus people in it. Yeah. Well, for currently the leader has Auburn winning it all. So don't get comfy up there. Cause obviously that's all going to come. Crashing oh, down. that's true. Oh, that's very true. Yeah. That's going to kind of collapse around it. But uh, Michigan State had a great game against Davidson, and that's really what I was really hoping for, especially looking at the bracket again and seeing that, of course, we're in Duke's region again. Six year in a row. <laughs> six year in a row that we're in Duke's region. But I was really happy to see us beat Davidson. And that was a hell of a game. You know, oh, yeah. Davidson's a good team, right? They're not a, they're not some fucking Colorado State, Michigan. Oh, Jesus. hey, hey, hey. Easiest, hey, hey. easiest bracket I think I have hey. ever seen. Getting matched up with Colorado State as their oh because that was technically an upset because they were the sixth seed. No, no Mountain West, especially after this Mountain West. I think are one in like sixteen in the last two or three tournaments. Right now, Mountain West should never get anything more than an eleven seed ever. They are listen, horrible. This is not a Michigan hate podcast. All right, listen, we're no. I, I talked about it. With Kate. I I don't hate Michigan basketball. Like I, I not like I hate Michigan football. I like at some point though I just need that train to stop because otherwise they're going to the final. Right. <laughs> like they just have that <laughs> dumb team that it's just like all they're going to do is ride Hunter Dickinson. He's the best big in the country uh, for college basketball. He might not be drafted, he might not be going to the pro, but he's just right in that spot where he's not quite good enough to like go to the NBA and have a good time, but he, if he wants to stay around in college and just absolutely shit on kids, he will. Cuz he's just well, that good. Kyle, you could find solace that e e even if they do advance to the lead eight. It, it, even then, I mean, you're talking Arizona or Houston. I, I think either of those teams runs Michigan straight out of the gym. And then if you go further beyond that, I mean, you're talking what? A Miami, Kansas. I don't know how Providence has made it this far, but they have. I I hear what you're saying. Like, like kill kill the monster before it multiplies and grows. I hear you. I hear yeah, you, I think the damage is probably already done to an extent, but... Yeah, but it, overall, it was a really good first weekend, and really all you're looking for is, as really a college basketball fan is, like, if you can, for one, you just win that first game. 
just right. win that first game. There's nothing worse than losing the very first game of the tournament. It, it just makes it ruins the whole tournament for you. It really does. So winning that first <laughs> one was awesome. Um, you know, against Davidson, then you know the matchup against Duke, which we'll get to. Um, but yeah, outside of that, there wasn't anything too. <laughs> Too crazy. Iowa really shit the bed, but that is such a yeah. I think I think for me personally, Iowa was probably the biggest like both blow to my bracket and like just me personally the biggest upset. Not upset, but like I think it validated what we what we've talked about in the past, where it's like even if you do win a conference championship, like Virginia Tech was another team that like people like pick them like man like this won the ACC championship like they're hot. I think the argue rest versus rust type deal is really becoming a thing because like Iowa, Virginia Tech, both conference champions, and then they just lay an egg first round. So I think I got bamboozled there. Iowa was disappointing for me, but the Big Ten is represented nonetheless. Probably the, the best basketball conference in all of the whole deal, but I digress. Yeah, I mean, I would say them the ACC. I mean, it's probably the ACC at this point. Even I mean, even Big 12 is decent, you know. But, it, like, the people who try to compare conferences is so dumb. It's just yeah, like the Big right. t- each conference is played so differently, you know. And right. so there's just no point in comparing it. Like, it's just not. So, right. yeah. um, But I, I did I did my homework, Kyle. I forgot. I want to start off mentioning this at the very beginning because this is an NIL tie directly with the tournament. But... Uh, in that Indiana game, when the ball got stuck on top of the uh, backboard, you remember they threw the cheerleader up oh, there yeah. and she went and poked it out. Already has an NIL deal. Already has a T-shirt. Wonderful. See, Cheerle- a- cheerleader saves the day, and it's it's a pr- it's like actually if I was an Indiana fan, I'd buy it. It's cool, but it's uh yeah, it's break breaking tea on the T-shirt company. They just do a bunch of like college football related kind of antidote T-shirts, and it's she's already got like. She's getting all the kickback from it. Like, it's already being mass produced. It's fucking. This is NIL working in its best case, Kyle. Like, a, right. a moment in history yeah. is now being immortalized. Doesn't matter. Yeah, you, know, you don't have to be the star basketball player. You can be the star cheerleader and do something cool on television. There was some, like, in the thing about the tournament that's also great, just some, like, you know, anecdotal stuff is just the, uh, just like some of the crowd shots and the reactions oh, yeah. and the coaches. You know, I'm having Brandon send me a bunch of them. So, that, you know, we're supposed to be updating the banner and stuff on our Twitter profile, but like, there's just some, there's been some great ones already. Great <laughs> ones already. But then, so we kind of moved to, so those were kind of like that, that first entry, you know, Thursday, the Thursday games pretty much for the most part the big one there is kentucky being upset um we move on and so saturday uh i watched a lot actually mostly just the second half of the baylor north carolina game and officiating has been talked about a lot especially but that game honest to god unless you watch that second half it was the worst officiating i have ever seen and like it, it, like bar none, the worst. And don't get me wrong, North Carolina, yeah, they were up by a ton. But the ejection there, like that, that's pretty soft. Like that's pretty. Yeah. You know, you you've been down in the paint. Like people are throwing bows. Yeah, there, there's oh, some yeah. bows thrown up there. But that guy for Baylor, and I, I can't stand Baylor. I just cannot. If you're a Baylor fan, <laughs> I'm sorry. I you know, congrats on the title last year. I could not stand whatever rendition of this team is that Sohan guy or Soshan. <laughs> couldn't stand him. He was just baiting fouls and flopping constantly, and the refs were giving them everything. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I really, I was watching this. This is like, this is unbelievable. This is unreal. How bad the officiating was. <laughs> it's it's in the you know the because uh, I've 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 seen your rant both via our our pod Twitter and just in personal text messages in this whole weekend. I, and I started thinking about it, and here's. As somebody who's played a lot of basketball, I understand these are lower level of referees, but like AAU and high school, like there's some, there's still de- decent officiating. What I found is like there are dudes, and I feel like the, it was a trio of dudes who worked this particular game, where it's like if if they can sense that like you're kind of like you're playing like the game for them in a sense. Like I don't know if that makes sense. I'm trying to explain it. But like it, like if you're out here to like appease the refs with the flops and the the charges and everything. They just eat that shit up, and they like they just they can't help themselves, and they'll fucking yeah, give pull that them whistle. give them a oh, reason I, to try. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. Like, oh, I see, oh, there it is. I see it. Boom. Oh, yeah. hey, oh, good. Because hey, good, they good, have good to shit. react quickly, right? Like, so they see it, and before their brain can process, like, was that a little fabricated? No, it it, it was blue. But I was happy to see North Carolina win. Um, they're they're on kind of a run too, and they were a team. 
as well. I saw them kind of coming in with the eight seed. And even like, I, I'm not going to sit here and say I watched a lot of North Carolina basketball because I did not. But, you know, obviously I watched them, you know, beat Duke and, you know, Cameron Indoor. But I was looking at them and I'm like, I'm like, they were either very lowly ranked or not ranked at the time. They were like 23 yeah. and eight or something like that. And, and I'm like, what am I missing? Or tw- yeah, they're so 26 and nine. I was like, what, or whatever it was at the time, but I'm like, what am I missing here? Like, they seem like a really good team, and they're an eight seed. I'm like, that's kind of interesting. And, you know, I picked them for the most part to go to make this run because I'm like, they that manic guy, the white guy, <laughs> it's just like you you need that. Those are the type of players that thrive in this tournament, and, and they're good around him as well. But obviously when he went out of that game, like they gave up like a 30-point lead. Like, right. He's the type of player that you need in that situation in this tournament, and obviously it's paying off. So yeah, North Carolina is <laughs> on there, big time. Um, Purdue is over Texas. Purdue just looks—I mean, they are just foul merchants. But you, it's hard to hate <laughs> because this is what has been being created in, in Purdue University for this long. Uh, it's just unreal that had to have the bigs like they do. And then St. Peter's <laughs> obviously taking care of Murray State. Hey, talk about talk about St. Peter's. Talk- like the Brady Manic thing. Another oh, yeah, yeah. guy with just ugly yeah. white guy with the worst mustache, and he just captivates the country. Like, right. Just... Yeah, this is St. Peter. And and so for them now, it's just, it's such house money for them, right? It's like, <laughs> yeah. you know. But, yeah, good old Jersey boys out there. Good good for them. Yeah, they're obviously the story. Well, and it's it's in, and when you talk about storylines, one of the big storylines that is coming out of the St. Peter's run is, like, I forgot the exact number of like the funding they get, but somebody made a graphic comparing like Kentucky men's basketball program to the St. Peter's and just like the number breakdown and like the different, like, you know, things they get and stuff like that. Like I think St. Peter's, I think their like budget was less than like a million dollars or something. I'm not even going to speculate. I know it was very low compared to Kentucky, but when you talk about the game of basketball being the great equalizer, like you have, especially skip, there's no other like indicator of that than this game right here. Like, like St. Peter's, is one of the lowest funded basketball programs in the entire country. Like just in like all their players come from like the New Jersey, Brooklyn area. Like they don't have like these big recruits from like other areas of the like country. And they here they are just dancing away in the sweet 16. It's incredible. Uh, one other thing from that first, the uh, first round of games, I forgot to mention Ohio state over Loyola Chicago uh, and the end of sister Jean. Can we say that? Is, 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 I know Brandon's happy about it. You know, Brandon well, I, hates her. Listen, I'm not uh, being me being a good Catholic. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna comment. You're I'm right. not gonna. I can't do this because I, I don't know what his beef is with her. But yeah. it's like it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> but and I like loyal Chicago. I think that was a good game. Ohio State looked good in that. But sorry, I, I had to mention that. Um, but yeah, you're right. The it, the tournament in college basketball is just such an equalizer, and then you mix in this weird new ball. And oh my god, the brightest orange. It, it looks like one of those glow in the dark balls you used to play around with as a kid. Right. I, I, I can't explain that why it's so fucking old. As much as social media talks about it, if you're a player, right, and you go out there and your first two shots don't go in, now you're being like, it's this fucking ball. Right. right. It's like, right. you know, and that's why you see teams like, you know, like Iowa, which you're going to get to shoot like two for 23 from three. Like, oh, yeah. 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 Well, even like in the in the Michigan State Duke game, like when because there was a chance of like seven minutes left when you guys, I think you guys were either tied or you were at the free throw line to tie. I just remember it was ah fuck I forgot which which Spartan it was, but they were holding that ball, that ugly ass ball, and even just the ball incited more rage in me. I was like, right. not only are we gonna maybe lose this game, but there's this fucking horrendous looking bright orange ball and that I just seemed, have to watch. Yeah, it seems bouncier. Yeah, like we it, we'll we'll get to it. we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, Gonzaga over Memphis has a really good game. You know, Gonzaga does not. I mean, they look beatable, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know where you stand on the the Drew Timmy thing, but I, I still, I just can't really stand him after the whole like, yeah, let me flex my mustache shit well, last it's, year after it's, being down like thirty points. Like, it, it's, 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 and I, I don't mean to keep bringing it back, like you know, playing AU ball Grove and stuff like that. But like, you see these characters from a mile away, year years in the making. Like, it, yeah, just the goofy white guys who a fundamental. Right, they yes. come from money, and so their parents like could afford to give them like the one-on-one private lessons growing up, and so they've had all the access to resources. It's like there's an arrogance about them before they even get to like a Gonzaga, like it, you know, like and it takes a special character to go to Gonzaga. Like I, right now, right. Kyle, I swear to God, if I was the number one recruit in the nation and like I had all the options in front of me, I don't even think Gonzaga would would breach my radar. Like I couldn't even. You could pay me, which is now legal in a sense. But like, even then, I don't want it. Like, I just don't want it. So, no, I'm with you. I hate Drew Timmy, and I hate Chet Holgram, and I hate the rest of that fucking team. 
Yeah, not a, not a Gonzaga fan at this point. But, I mean, they're on a roll. Well, but it, it's but like, okay, when point, are they going to do it? You know? Fuck. Right, to your point, like, like if you – okay, so, like, I'm looking at the bracket right now in front of me. They beat Georgia State by 20. Okay, great. Like, that's was supposed to happen, 1 versus 16. They come in, they beat Memphis by 4 – and Memphis being a team that was like kind of a disaster at the beginning, middle part of the season a little bit, and then pulled it back together. Arkansas is 100% able to beat this Gonzaga team. Like I, it's going to come down to free throws at the end and just some, some decision-making, but Arkansas could beat Gonzaga. No problem. Right. Right. So let's work our way to, you know, Texas tech, Notre Dame. That was one of the games. Like I said, Texas tech, the, the, kind of that defense, you know, squeeze them out. That's going to be an interesting matchup against Duke. Um, yeah, Duke, this could say, just, you know, we'll just quickly touch on this. Um, it was a hell of a game. It was, we shot lights out in the first half, and it was like, it was amazing that we were able to keep it within four. That was the only chance that we had because you could watch that and be like, Duke has better size and talent in every single position, and we just did not go away. We were up five late, and there was one moment in particular. It was like a loose ball. We outlet quick. It's a two-on-one with Max Christie, our five-star freshman, and a guy under the hoop. And I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, just drive to the hoop. It's a two-on-one. Let's get a two-point basket. We go up about seven. He does take a three in transition, which I'm like, okay, I get that because you, know, you have numbers for rebounding, I guess. But it, but it clanked off the rim so hard. It went like halfway back up the court, and Duke fast breaks on the other end. <laughs> right? It was just like – it's just that moment right there, and I'm like, and then so there's one other moment as well. It was just under five minutes. Michigan State was in the bonus because we finally earned it, right? Duke only had three fouls in the first half. Amazing, they just don't foul. Shut the fuck. Up. Second half, we finally get in the bonus because we were driving to the hoop, but they were not, none of them were and ones. They're always you know off the ball or things like that, or you know away from the shot. You know we're in the bonus. Duke only has I think. Four or we only have four fouls at the time, and there's one inbound play, so it's a foul to start. So that puts us at about five fouls, and then they call two fouls on the same inbound play. So back to back. So Duke goes from not being really close to the bonus to now in the bonus. And as soon as that happened, I was like, "This is going to be a fucking game, isn't it? God damn it! Like we, it just wasn't going to be easy at that point." And, like, I get it. Like, yeah, there's probably calls that they could have made earlier and things like that. But you, it was never not going to be two teams with a bonus under five minutes, right? <laughs> it, that's just not how it works. But just to see it happen in that succession, it was just one of those where even Tom Hizzo was, like, looking – like, the look on his face was just like, oh, okay. Like, I, I get it. Sure. We're, let's just do it now, I guess. But three fouls in the span of literally no time off the clock, I was, I was, a, little, I was a little bemused by. But Duke made the big shots. Bancaro made the shots. You know, we answered a few times, but then we went on that stretch toward the end where we just couldn't buy a bucket. And, you know, it's just, yeah, when you see Joey Hauser trying to trying to post up Bancaro, it's just that that was kind of the end of that. So God bless Joey Hauser. And, uh, you know, good for Duke. On, on they march. Uh, I mean, I was totally cool just to breeze over this game because I knew that if we talked about this game, this is exactly what was going to happen. Somehow the the refs and Duke being the NCAA love child were going to get roped in together. I just don't. I don't know where you get this from, Kyle. That's just we're just, <laughs> better, we're just better basketball players. I, like I just don't. Well, I mean that's true, and and you know, good for us, but. I don't know. I don't know where Michigan State goes from here. You know, obviously it's just not going. This anywhere. is not. This is not doom and gloom. This, this is what I'm talking about. Like when you talk, when you look at this game and you look at just on paper the players that are about to take the court, Duke should have won this game. Just just talent alone. If these if these kids walked to this gym, played this game by themselves, Duke should have won by 20. You factor in the coaching. Tom Tom Izzo evens that game out on the coaching spectrum, right? Like this game. That's why this game was as competitive as it was. Because the coaching and the the schematics and the gameplay was all, it was a very good game. Now, what I will game. say, I, when I was and I was watching very spotty fucking Wyoming streaming reception, but Williams, when Williams and Bancaro can exist on the court together and be sound on defense, it's it's almost as unstoppable a force in college basketball as you can find. Because when when Williams can score down low and takes the pressure off, and Bancaro gets a little more breathing room to operate in that mid range game and do one of his bajillion fucking spin moves he's gonna do per game, it's just it's poetry in motion, really, is what it is. But yeah, no, I I at the, about the five minute mark, I was starting to get pre mad that we were gonna lose this game, and I was gonna have to hear your text messages dinging through. But 
Oh, I would have given you 24 hours for sure. I'm not that mean. I would have given you 24 hours. I know. Well, yeah. I know. And that, that's almost worse because you know I wouldn't be texting you, right, on purpose, and I know it would seed. But, like, we said on the pod before, though, like, me being, the like, the fan of teams that I am, like, I, I don't celebrate wins. Like, I like, and that's not, like, I'm not, like, we only celebrate championships. Like, I understand who I root for, so I'm not going to make noise about it when they win any sort of game. Regular season, playoff, like, nothing. That's, good, that's I, a good point. Yeah, I yeah. Just, like, I'm going to enjoy it myself, and I, I'm going I'm to feel warm and fuzzy on the inside, and, like, weeks later when people want to talk about, you know, whatever game that it was like, I'll talk about it, but I'm not going to fucking, I'm not going to be blown up the group text. Like, did you fucking see that? Do blue devils for life. Right. But it's just, what's funny about this tournament so far is like, you can go back, you know, quite a few pods. You know, when we first started talking college basketball this season, it was written in the stars that a Michigan state was going to play Davidson. I, I'd oh, been yeah. saying that for oh, months. Yeah. Michigan state was going to play fucking Davidson. And then that we were going to play Duke. And then also, I I know for a fact I said as well, Michigan's going to make a run as well because they they just have that season and that team where everybody's shit on them all year. They shouldn't be in the tournament, and then all of a sudden they they have this weird hero complex where it's like, oh look at us, we're underdogs. It's like you were ranked number four to start the season, yeah, oh yeah. Right. or whatever, four or six. Like you know, it's yeah, and that's the frustrating part. But you know, good for them, good for Duke, you know, whatever. I, I mean, I'm I guess like. Just real quick on Michigan, because I'm fuzzy on the beginning of the tournament here. When they lost in the Big Ten tournament, at that point, was there even a, like a question that maybe they weren't even going to get in, or was it like, it, were, did they, was their resume enough for them always to get in? And again, I could totally, I'm drunk. Like, like I feel like they were so far out of the spotlight at a point. Like, I didn't even think they were going to the tournament. Am I just dumb? Well, yeah, they were losing games and the crowds were chanting NIT. And and right. it was a stretch down the end. It was when it was when Jawan Howard got suspended, to be honest. Because they right. won two out of it won two or like they beat us and they yeah, I think they beat one other notable team. If they lose those games, it's over. And what's funny about the game that they played against us, they completely ducked us because we were supposed to play them earlier in the season. And they were all oh, we we have we're all with COVID. We all have COVID and this and that. And it's like, hmm, weird. And then they played like the next week. And it, yeah, it worked out in their favor. So good for them. It worked out in their favor. So right. I, you know, I can't bitch right. and complain about it. But they just have the team to do it because, like I said, in this tournament, if you have a dominant big, which is a dying breed, I'm sorry to say, it is. <laughs> there, there's been a few spotlights this season, but you know, you look at teams like Villanova, who just kind of like, no, we're just going all guards, right? Right. And, you, know, you know, and okay, Gonzaga has Chet Holmgren, but it's like he's not a traditional. Well, that's, that's what know? exactly what I was about to say. Like, he, these kids are all grown up to play because they they understand that to play in the NBA, like. You're just because you're seven feet doesn't mean anything anymore because Kevin Durant's seven foot just absolutely wet from three. Well, I think what happens is like these kids start when they're young, but you know, because they don't, they're not born seven feet, right? And so they learn all like the dribble moves, the the good shots, and this and that. And then all of a sudden they're seven feet tall. Well, but and that's, they still that's, have that. That's a testament to where the game is now because, like, even like when I was younger. When I was a kid, like obviously, like it was, we knew I was going to be tall because you just look at my parents, my mom especially, like we knew I was going to be tall, and so you just immediately get stuck in the in the center basket, like like you wouldn't like I couldn't even go do dribbling fucking yeah, drills if I tried, right? Like no, I would try I, to like cross over on the guard side of the court, and the coach would be like, what, "What are you doing? Go go back over there." Like I can drill under the basket for thirty minutes until your arms fall off, but but that's where the game was going now. Like now the game is more it's more wide open to where like if you're a big guy, but you want to be able to play a little bit of that guard play, want to play wing extended, like that's where the game's going. So you might as well learn now when you're young because yep. you, then you grow up to be a 28 year old who's six foot six and his only fucking move is a hook shot. And now he's just trash. Yeah. That sounds about right. Sounds about yeah. right. Exactly. But Duke, Duke marches on. So just to recap kind of the top of the bracket for that sweet 16, you got UCLA, North Carolina, Purdue, St. Peter's, Gonzaga, Arkansas, Duke, Texas Tech. So let's move to the south now. Arizona, TCU, hell of a game as well. I mean, Arizona just with, you know, TCU had it, really. You know, well, situation. You, you talk about bad officiating. That fucking last sequence in regular time at the half That's court right. where that dude gets That's body checked cool. was pretty egregious. Like, yeah. that wasn't even close. That, that was pretty horrible. Um, but yeah, TCU, I mean, they, uh, <clears throat> they're, um, who is it? Their coach was, I think he was at Pitt for a long time, I think is what it was. God, yeah, I wish it just showed me. It just shows me all the players, of course. But no, I've, TCU is kind of just one of those random schools where it's like, 
they could be a, a thing kind of moving forward because they have a lot of money down there. <laughs> they have a oh, lot yeah. of money down there. They're a private school, you know, so, and, you know, they're in a good conference. So, you know, TCU being a nine seed and making noise here, that, that wasn't really super surprising. Um, Arizona winning that, that's kind of a big deal. You know, this right. is, uh, I, you know, I don't know how I feel about Arizona. I mean, this new coach hasn't done anything, but the years of the Miller debacle, but whatever they, they march on as well. A lot of marching here. It is March. This is March. Uh, Illinois, Houston, uh, Illinois are, were just frauds. They were. They were frauds all season. Um, you know. Well, I mean, but like you, you said earlier in the pod, though, big man's a dying breed. Kofi Colbert is like your saving grace, and Houston just it just collapsed, made him make decisions with the ball, and then they just got out and ran. Like it was, it was pretty simple. And I hate that Beats came on this pod last week. Was like, I like Houston a lot. Because he was fucking spot on. Houston very well could end up in the final four. Right. And it's just, yeah, Houston, fuck, man. They are, they are good. It's funny because, like, I thought, like, I was sitting here thinking about, like, Houston. And I think it's so funny because, like, Houston in basketball and Houston in football are almost like the same exact stuff. Like, it's like almost the same brand of sport. Like, they're, they're like kind of that big fish in the small pond, right? Where it's like, you know, their conferences, they they do kind of dominate, but they're, they always have good coaches. They always have good talent. They're in a huge fucking city, right? And and that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, if you, if you were to take a handful of the Houston football players and a handful of Houston basketball players and just put them in like each opposing team's jerseys, like, I would be like, yeah, that makes sense. Because they all, like, they're all just, they're not super big, they're not small, and they're all fucking super athletic. They're all got length, they're super athletic, super fast. Legendary coach as well, even though he's legendary for some of the wrong reasons. Hey, hey. Ran out of a few places. (laughs) Did you see him shirtless in the locker room? Right, (laughs) you know. Thousand water. Right, you know, hey, now now is the time for the NIL, NIL era, and you know what, these coaches now who have figured it out, they, they're going to thrive. They're at, the, the ones who were paying oh, yeah. players before are just going to continue to thrive now. So, <laughs> uh, Tennessee, Michigan, yeah, Michigan just choked them out. I mean, it was one of the best closeouts I've ever seen because, you know, Tennessee was obviously good, but they, they just got to the point where, like, Tennessee was trying – anytime Tennessee tried to make a run, they were like, nope, we're just going to hit our free throws. We're going to hit the shot that we need. We're going to rebound, right. and we're just going to choke you out. Right. Well, and I feel like Michigan doesn't go through because, like, your, your Michigan State had the same problem against Duke, where I think they went like almost ten minutes and like only scored like two points or like whatever it was. Like they just went through a super long dry spell. Michigan, I like from the games I watched, Michigan doesn't seem to do that. Like, it, like to your point, like they'll hit, they'll hit all their free throws, but they also have set plays enough to where like they could they could score a little bit if need be. So yeah, Michigan, Michigan just. I hate that they're here on your behalf, but I, I just they're playing such sound basketball right now. It's scary. Right. And then uh, Villanova, uh, Ohio State, and I was texting Kate a lot during this one. And it was one where I was like, you know, I love um, Liddell for Ohio State. But the problem is, is like he was doing everything for Ohio State and trying to get deep and posting up and, and getting some good, you know, two point shots here and there. And Villanova just dribbles down and shoots a three and it, right. just, it just goes in like every fucking time. It's like right. they don't need a big man because they can just shoot. And you got um, Gillespie, who's just been there for what feels like a decade. And yeah, he's just <laughs> silky smooth, great moves, good shots. But they got their guard plays is phenomenal. And that's the difference. It's like, cool, you can make every two point basket, but, uh, you know, we only have to make a handful of these three-point shots to negate right. a, a lot of your two-point shots. Like, well, yeah. and that's what that's what I think would make this Michigan Villanova matchup fun is because they're gonna pull Dickinson out of the paint. Like, like he's gonna have to he's gonna be forced into a spot where he's gonna have to actually guard a little bit of wing play. And the way that Villanova moves that ball and the way that they just just cut and they just keep moving, constant movement, like I, it, it could be a little much for Dickinson to handle on the defensive end. Now on the offensive end, he should hypothetically have his way on the boards. But even then, like I think people give not enough credit to guards. Like when guards get matched up on bigs, like yes, in theory, it's like just turn and shoot over them. But like they're swiping at things. They're getting you're getting crashed in on. It's the world is just crashing in on you down there. But. Yeah, I, I Villanova is another team where it's just like they're here every year, and I don't like I don't hear from them all year, Kyle. And then they just show up in the tournament and they just wreck, they just they just wreck everybody. Free throws, they're they're the number one free throw shooting team as far as percentage goes. So I mean, that's you shoot good threes and you make your free throws. That's basically because when you get to that crunch time, it's like 
cool, you need that dagger three, awesome. Or it's close and they're trying to catch up, so they're playing the foul right. game. Yeah, that's an automatic two points. <laughs> like, uh, so Villanova, Michigan, that's going to be a good one. Villanova, please, God, just do it. Good for you, Michigan. You made it this far. Congrats. But please, God, Villanova, please. Um, Kansas, Creighton. <laughs> uh, Creighton really had it. They were so close. Kansas is really good. I hate Kansas. I'm just saying that now. I'm an absolute hater of Bill Self. Dollar bill, as we like to refer to them here, <laughs> but they're good. But you look at uh, you, Creighton. Um, Mike, can you uh, give me a guess of how many bench points Creighton had? How many bench points Creighton had? Correct. Um, over, over, I'll give you over. They had zero bench points. <laughs> Creighton <laughs> had zero bench points. That's I don't think I've ever seen that. Like. <laughs> Because they they really are only are six players deep. That that they only yeah. And and I guess when you're Creighton, that's kind of what you have to do. But the guy who came off the bench, who I can't even pronounce his last name, um, 23 minutes, no points, one rebound, one steal, three fouls. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> I but I've never seen that a ben, zero bench points in an entire yeah, game. Yeah, that's unbelievable. That's, and then that's you look at Kansas, impressive. and their their first player off the bench had uh, twenty. Yeah, <laughs> like that's just yeah. the difference there. But yeah, Kansas difference. moves on, don't they? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I wanted Creighton to win. I had Creighton advancing, and it looked like it was going to happen for a minute, but it is what it is. Providence, just like you mentioned, they were good. All I mean, they were people just shit on them all year because they're like they're getting lucky, they're winning all these close games and things, this and that. Here they are. They know how to win. I mean, that's that's literally that's what 100 percent of Jimmy V's fucking mentality when he went on that run with North Carolina State back in the day. It just survive right. in advance. That's all it is. <laughs> right, and that's that's just what they do. They had the good matchup against Richmond, right? Because Richmond played. I don't. I wouldn't even say Richmond played extraordinarily well to beat Iowa. Iowa just literally could not make a shot. They just go right. It was right. horrible. I mean, I was, I was, I was in the same bucket as like a Villanova. It's like if they, if they're hitting, you'll never beat them. Like if if you go into a game against Iowa where they're hitting and they're shooting 60, 65, almost seventy percent from like three or whatever the fuck they shoot regularly, it's like impossible to beat them. But if that goes south, like you have nothing, to, you can't fall back on anything else. Like it's you do or die at that point. Yep. Uh, so Kansas Providence and then Wisconsin, Iowa State. God, Wisconsin kind of shit the bed, didn't they? Just a horrible yeah. game. Another just horrible shooting effort. I, I don't know. I don't think Iowa State's very good, and we'll get to that, but that was just a really poor showing from Wisconsin. Uh, Chucky Hepburn <laughs> getting injured kind of screwed that. Um, but then we got Miami, and I had Miami moving this far. I did because Bro. all year I'm like, I was looking at the record, I'm like, this and that. I'm like, they seem better. Like they seem like they're right. not getting right. enough attention and they have a great coach. Larry Nega is, is uh, I'm probably pronouncing that a little bit wrong. He's, he's a legend as well. And P, oh, I yeah. think people forget about him because he's at Miami of all places. Right. He's a fantastic coach. He's been in these oh, situations yeah. before, you know, making deep tournament runs. And here's Miami again, blowing the doors off of Auburn. Auburn's a fraud. Fuck you, Bruce, Bruce Pearl. Even though I did listen to that part of my take interview with him, and I was like, damn, I do kind of like him. But I like the person, <laughs> Bruce Pearl. I don't like the college basketball coach, Bruce Pearl. Uh, but, yeah, Miami, they – like the, I'm uh, actually, I'm not going to say anything because if they lose, Brandon's going to blame it on me if I say I'm riding with Miami. Uh, but I, I just let the bracket show I had Miami making it this far. Right. And now well, we have- listen, there's a track record. We have records. Right. Right, and I mean now that they can make it far, they they have a great matchup against Iowa State, you know. Oh man, so now it's set, Sweet Sixteen, baby. Sorry, we've probably been all over the place. It probably hasn't been super, you know, coherent. But is what it is. Going on very minimal sleep, and there's been a lot of games to cover. But overall, it's been a great tournament. And like I said, I'm just so glad we beat Davidson because if we lost, lose that first game, I just wouldn't care, and I'd be like, find someone else to do the pod for the next two weeks because I just don't <laughs> So winning that first game was big. Um, but yeah, the, like right now, like, you know, looking at it, so we got, let's just, you know, rattle off some some quick picks here. So we have, okay. uh, so this starts on Friday, Thursday. So we got Gonzaga, Arkansas, Duke, Texas Tech. Uh, you, you just want you just want to pick who's advancing from each one. What do you want well, from here? Gonzaga's favored by nine points. Uh, like you don't th- I, no, I think- I, Kyle, I could have been rich this weekend if I would have just fucking picked you know against all the favorites on this fucking thing. 
I had like five parlays fall short just because it was like the one pick that I picked the favorite thing on didn't even come close. That, that right. doesn't matter. Nothing. You're right. But yeah, Gonzaga, Arkansas, I think it's going to be a close game. But uh, I just think Gonzaga has more of that winning formula, so to speak. I think Arkansas is good. I think Arkansas is like good enough to make it this far. But I, I, I see Gonzaga if, if this If this game tips off and Gonzaga gets a lead and just kind of maintains a lead, like I know there'll be a little bit of flip-flop back and forth, it'll be extraordinarily hard for Arkansas to win. But I'll paint you a picture of how Wupig does win this game. Just frustrate him. You just have to frustrate Gonzaga. Like Chet Holgram, nothing easy. Like I don't, if he if he gets that ball down hard low, and starts, hard. And I mean it too. Like don't get kicked out, but like hard fouls. Like just get under their skin because when when Timmy starts getting his little temper tantrums, and then like Chet Holgram didn't really like he he showed up, but like not like you used to seeing him in the last couple games. Like if you just frustrate these guys, like then they're susceptible to just slip up. So if Arkansas could get in here and just cause chaos, I think I think we're looking at a whoop pig in the Elite Eight, no problem. Yep, that's, that'd be interesting. Uh, Duke Texas Tech. <clears throat> this is an interesting one, um, you know, because I I think Texas Tech, you know, a lot of people talk about their defense and you know they showed some vulnerability. Really, what I'm concerned with is their offense. Like, don't get me wrong, Michigan State, like, they battled super hard to be in there, but they also shot, like, 80% from three in the first half. Like, they made, right. like, seven or eight three-pointers. Like, if you can shoot that well, you're going to have a chance because once you get into the second half, it's just, like, a management point. You know, you just got to, right. you know, steady this, you know, the ship at that point. But that's the thing. I, I just don't see Texas Tech being able to replicate that. And, you know, Michigan State couldn't either. If they played another right. game, they wouldn't be able to replicate that shooting. No one's going to be able to. Right. I I, I think this is going to be a pretty a pretty smooth win for Duke. I think I think getting past <laughs> Michigan State was the big one. I, I really do think it's going to be a, a comfortable, I would say like an eight-point win for Duke. I, I see what's happening here. I see. <laughs> we won't, we won't, we won't jinx Miami. We'll, we'll treat that with white gloves and treat it very gently but with Duke we'll just claim that it's a walk away victory no problem in the bag moving on I agree though so yeah. I mean no the, I if it, the, the Duke loses this game if we can't hit threes because we have been very streaky in our threes and like against you guys it, it helped us at the end there like we were we, we were able to knock down a couple big threes but Duke does go through spells where we get a little dry, and then what happens when we go dry, Kyle? Fucking the Texas tornado that is Paulo Banchero just starts driving the hole and spinning. See, that, that's another thing. Okay, the one thing I noticed in the Michigan State-Duke game as well, early, it was like early in that first half when we were hitting our threes too, Banchero, who's not a good three-point shooter, like hit, I think, two or three back to, like, right. you know. And I was like, okay, like this is good because, for one, those threes aren't killing us because we're hitting them as well. Right. I want him to keep shooting. Right. I want him just to get the ball and just see the basket and be like, I'm going to shoot this bad boy because right. it, more than likely he's like a 29% uh, three-point shooter. But that's the Coach K effect where he gets in there. He's like, all right, Paulo, you made your two now. You're not taking another fucking three-point shot. Right, <laughs> right. Well, and that's what I'm saying is like like if, if this if this Duke team shows up and it's like if Roach especially, like Roach is really big for us. If he can hit threes down the stretch – uh, I don't know about AJ Griffin. I'm not like I don't know if his ankle. Like I don't even know if he's gonna play or not. Depending on how bad that ended up being, I'd have to look. Uh, but like if those two guys can just start, and I don't even need like sharpshooting necessarily. Just knock down some threes enough to make Texas Tech respect the three point line. Then you leave, you leave that entire middle range fucking low post all to fucking Williams right. and Banchero, and I don't think Texas Tech has anybody that can hang with either of those guys in the paint. In the well, because yeah, Coach or Roach was killing us in the paint. He was dipping, diving like in just oh, like yeah. off balance weird shots, and like, we don't have traditional bigs. Texas Tech does, or they're just kind of all big. So I don't think he's going to be able to get to where he was in the paint and and get the shots in that he did. It was right. some of them just like ridiculous. But like, but if 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 he starts hitting though, like if he starts hitting, and right. this is this is what I'm talking about. Like when we've seen about with like like Dickinson and like Cockburn and stuff like that. Like if Cockburn. you start hitting threes, that all you do is okay. So now, hey Williams, you just go set that high screen at the top of the key, and then either one or two things that happen: big guy's going to flare out on Roach, and you just give that motherfucker right back to Williams, and he goes to town. Or they're going to try to go underneath it, create enough space, and Roach just fucking pops it. Like if if, if you have a guard, and we see we see it when our fucking Utah Jazz or when they're really hitting Kyle, if you have a guard and all you need is a ball screen, if that's all you need at that point, and then the decision makes itself, and then you're playing you know a much easier version of basketball. I agree. 
Yeah, it'll be an interesting one. Um, Arizona Houston. I, I have no idea. I I could I I've watched less than probably ninety seconds of either of these teams. Like I didn't watch any of them in the first. Weekend. I will I will say Arizona. Like looking at Houston, right I know now, they're they good. are nervous. Well, I, I'm saying Arizona is a little nervous of Houston just because oh, like well, like yeah. I said, Houston is Houston just plays like it, it's almost. Like not like they, like I know they have an identity, but it seems like every game they're going to, they could be a totally different team. They're like, like an they, NBA team, they're, right? Like that—that's what it feels like. Is where it's like, you know, and one that doesn't, you know, it's not like the Jazz where it's like, okay, well, we have Rudy Gobert and things like that. Like, right. you know, they, they can just be like, well, let's just throw the ball out there and we'll figure it out. And that's and, what I'm like. I feel like when they need a bucket, like they can point to any of the five dudes on the court and be like, hey, we need a bucket. Like, just go get it. Like, not not there's not a lot if if a handful of college basketball teams in the tournament right now that have a whole lineup of dudes where it's like, Hey, just go get a bucket. Like you have your stand, like your, your set and pop guys. You have the dudes who are just, you know, post move oriented, but like Houston has just five dudes where it's like, I just need a bucket. Somebody go get it for me. Yep. Um, yeah. So I, that, that's a pick them. I, I think Houston, I don't know. I just have feelings can be Houston, but I got Kansas winning the whole thing, so I, at this point, I really don't care. Like, I, it would That's be fair. fun to see Arizona lose, but I, I think that Arizona is, like you said a little bit ago, I don't think it's the new coach doing anything for him. I think it's just Sean Miller residue that's left over, and he's just playing with house money at this point. Right. Um, I, I hope that this is just a glorified AAU game when I watch it. I hope it's just fucking up and down, just bucket Dunks, after bucket. Huge dunk, yeah. Like, yeah. Just, yeah. That's all I really want out of this game. Because what will probably be the exact opposite of that is Villanova, Michigan, where we very much yeah. traditional. <laughs> you, your dad, fucking my dad, my father-in-law, this is the game they're going to sit down and watch and be like, now this, this yeah. is good basketball. Jay, Jay Wright's, like in my opinion, probably a top three coach in the country. He's incredible uh-huh. what he's able to do at Villanova. They have the winning stuff. I think eventually Michigan's going to run out of gas a little bit, but right. it doesn't look like it. You know, Dickinson just love. He thrives off of this shit. Like, you know, I I don't know. I I think Villanova should be able to do it because, like I said, their three points are going to be worth more than the two points that Dickinson gets. Um, God, it'll be interesting. They they won't be able to stop Dickinson. I'll tell you that much. Listen, if Jay Wright's a top three coach of the country, then he should be smart enough just to give me a call and I'll I'll lay it out for him. Just make Dickinson a non-factor. Just pull him out. Like I. Whoever it is, like even if it's got you got to sacrifice an offensive piece and whoever's garden fucking or whoever Dickinson's garden, just pull them out. Just just run. Just back doors. Kyle, speaking from experience, the toughest thing in basketball to guard, especially when you're big oaf, the back door. Just get yeah. him out on the wing and then backdoor him to hell. Like <laughs> true. It's very true. Uh so that'll I think it'll be a good game though. But that'll be a very interesting matchup. And that's the Thursday games. We go to the top. Uh Friday, we got UCLA, North Carolina. I think North Carolina is just on a roll. I think they're just going to be good. Yeah. I, and I think this tournament is just yeah, – maybe we'll get there. But you look at how the paths are converging for you know a team like Duke, for example. You know They can play Gonzaga, a team that they already beat in the beginning of the year. They could possibly end up being matched up against North Carolina for the revenge game. That's just kind of how I see it playing out. So right. I see North Carolina advancing there, and then I would I would imagine Purdue is going to beat St. Peter's because I, when you have the big guys that Purdue has, and I know right. I I love the Peacocks. Don't get me wrong, but we need somebody to carry the water for the Big Ten. Maybe it's Purdue. I don't know. It's not going to be that. Yes, I. <laughs> God damn it! There's always something in it for you when you go through these games. There's always there's always a little little something in Kyle's brain working overtime. Yes, he's, they're supposed to carry the water for the Big Ten. Uh, I'm in agreement. As much as I want the Fighting Peacocks to win, I just feel like Purdue plays one of the most boring styles of basketball. Which, if you're a, a hot, very high seed team trying to make a run, that could ultimately maybe be the death of you if you if you're forced to kind of slow it down and play at a snail's pace. But We'll see. I mean, I, I'd bet. I don't know what the spread is for St. Peter's, but I'd put money on it. I like it. Uh, they're they're predicted to lose by I think like twelve. Yeah, no, twelve. Yeah, and I, half. I, I think it, I think they they lose by less than twelve, no problem. Ooh, is that a lock from your boy, from your boy Michael Adam? Interesting. And then uh, Kansas <laughs> Providence. Uh, I see Kansas winning comfortably in that one. I, I like the Friars, and it's been a good story. But Kansas, Kansas, and they'll always be Kansas. So. I see them moving on. 
Well, Kansas has now put themselves in a spot where they have the easiest march to the Final Four. Like, they they should beat Providence. I'm not going to say handedly because these are obviously, you know, Sweet 16. These guys are be close. But I think they beat them comfortably to a degree. And then uh, Miami and Iowa State got themselves in a nice spot where, like, they gutted out those first two rounds. And now, like, they're in a pretty even keel Sweet 16 matchup. So, like, a trip to the lead eight is, like, that's a huge thing for both these programs, right? I mean, n- neither of these programs expected to be even in the Sweet 16. So, an Elite Eight appearance would be quite the feather in the cap. But, uh, yeah, Kansas has pretty much the easiest route to the Final Four of all the remaining teams. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Miami, Iowa State. We're riding, I'm riding Miami. It's just. Well, I'm gonna have my fucking Miami fucking jersey on. I think it's a baseball jersey, but you get the concept. On Friday, I'll be fucking supporting, no doubt I'll about it. You, baby. Yep. No, I like him. I like him big. So not big, but I just like him to win. So, uh, but yeah, uh, that's it for the first weekend. And we're into the Sweet 16, baby. Survive in advance. Uh, if your team's still in it, congratulations. Um, yeah, I mean it's just been a hell of a ride <laughs> to this point. <laughs> So uh, there's also the NIT still going. I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you know the Sweet 16 taste, Kyle. I'll send you. Uh, a... hey, we've been there plenty of times. Plenty of yeah. times. Yeah. When was the last time you went all the way? Yeah, it's been a long time. 2001. Were we even Two, alive? I think 2000. Yeah, 2000. I've... Yeah, I'm looking at the 2000 NCAA national championship <laughs> banner in my office right now. That's why I was mentioning because I know you have it right for you. 2000 maybe uh what a year what a year but so, uh, uh yeah if you're listening uh fully expect uh next week we're probably just shifting gears right into college football at this point because kyle's just gonna shut it down nothing to see here <laughs> like <laughs> he hated college basketball to start this is just even more fucking fuel for that fire but that'll be listen kyle this, by the time we reconvene next week we're gonna be looking at a final four damn that's crazy happens fast Happens fast, but uh, yeah, this is episode 30. Crazy. 30 episodes, baby. And if anyone who's listening and joined us along the way, thank you. Thank you. We're getting some weird interactions on <laughs> on Twitter sometimes. I uh, posted a picture of Brandon, got well over 100 likes and retweets and shit. Like, <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's just fun. You love the tournament, love the brackets. Good to be back. Thank you uh, to Beats and Brandon for filling in last week. Uh, lots of good feedback from that. People enjoyed it. We'll have to, we'll make them some. We'll, we'll figure it out. We got some fun. The off season's going to be nuts, let me tell you. So, But this has yeah. been episode 30 of Name Image Podcast. Michael, is there anything else you'd like to bestow upon our listeners mm. before we leave? Nope. Nothing. I got uh, no nothing, nothing. Left it all out on the court. Yeah. I love it. Well, uh, enjoy the rest of the tournament, guys. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Like, subscribe, all that. Tell a friend. Who knows? Just, uh, just engage with us. Let's have some fun. Let's finish it out. Uh, And for that, uh, thanks for listening. Anything else you want to know about me, Skip? Mm-hmm.